You're listening to The Wrestling Life, a part of the Elite Podcast Network at obpapparel.com. Hey everybody, it's The Wrestling Life, it's episode 115. We are towards the end of April now, we're past April's midpoint here in 2017. I'm Ethan. And I'm Liam. We are, uh, we flipped uh, flipped chairs again this week. I am going to be steering the conversation. Liam did a fantastic job doing that last week, but I cannot match uh, the passion with which you rant about uh, the things that we speak about every week. <sighs> And uh, at least for this week, we uh, the, the tables have turned. We will, we will. I'm sure we will revisit that and soon. Uh, I think I really enjoyed that show last week. But uh, this week, uh, WWE took nothing that we said last week to heart <laughs> because it has to be. It has to be the first story that we discussed this week. Jinder Mahal is the number one contender to the WWE Championship. I, has he won a match this year besides that number one contenders match? Uh, not that I'm aware of. Uh, I think somebody, I saw someone tweeting, uh, he wrestled Curtis Axel on main event sometime recently, and I guess beat him. So, uh, but as far as like actual real shows that people watch, uh, no, no, he had not won a match since like last August. If this were real. Uh, why? What would me- what would merit Ginger being in that match and not oh former NXT champion Shinsuke Nakamura? That's a great question. Uh, it was hilarious because at the start of the show, uh, Charlotte comes out and demands a title match, and uh, and great crusading babyface Shane McMahon, who's such a great courageous tough guy that he single handedly turned AJ Styles babyface. Um, came out and told Charlotte that no, you can't just get a title match. You have to earn your opportunities here with wins and losses. And uh, so they had to set up a non-title match before she could get the title match. Uh, now Charlotte has been a uh, women's champion like thirty-four times on Raw, and yet she still had to, you know, prove herself or qualify. It's like. If we were to believe, again, you know, throw on the if this was real cap, the best, the six top contenders on SmackDown post-draft or superstar shakeup or whatever the heck it was, uh, we had Dolph Ziggler, who I don't remember the last time he won a match. Probably that one, that one time he beat The Miz for the Intercontinental title before he dropped it right back to him. Um... You had Mojo Rawley, who admittedly has like won some matches on television, but he's like was a tag team guy for a long time. Eric Rowan, who like he may have a longer singles victory drought than Ginger Mahal does. Uh, Ginger, as we mentioned, who is terrible and has lost every match on television since at least August. Uh, Luke Harper, okay, well he's. 
I think he's won a match here or there. He was almost the number one contender at WrestleMania. Um, and you have Sami Zayn, who, while has been booked poorly, is a former NXT champion and has a few things. So, and you know, has has won matches before. Let's just leave it at that. So you have all those guys. These are the six guys that are the top six, the six men most worthy of fighting for the championship of the earth. And of all those six guys, perhaps the most, the least worthy guy is the one who wins. And, uh, you know, people I've seen comparing this to, well, nobody complained when James Ellsworth got a title match. That was treated like a complete comedy that was treated like AJ Styles was getting screwed over by Dean Ambrose and Ellsworth was just a pawn. And as soon as he got the one-on-one match, AJ Styles beat him with like a forearm, not even like, not the springboard forearm. He just punched him in the face and pinned him. Uh, so that's, that's not really an apt comparison in my head. I don't have any comparisons for this. You just took a guy who has been, uh, you know, whatever term you want to use, enhancement talent, jobber, whatever you want to call him. And now all of a sudden, he's got a stable, apparently. And he's going to wrestle Randy Orton on pay-per-view. I <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, this, this is just, this is, it's dumb. But, like, I don't know. I think maybe I'm still a little burned out from WrestleMania. I can't quite get uh, super angry about this. Because at this point, it just felt like what we talked. What did we talk about last week? How sometimes it just feels like this man wants to just screw with us, screw with wrestling fans, particularly the most hardcore wrestling fans, the most loyal of all loyal fans that he has, and he just kind of likes to mess with those people. And I think that's what this was. I, I don't, I don't know why else they would pick this guy of all guys to to push. And I know they just uh, launched a. Uh, their WWE shop uh, website in India, and they hired a an Indian man to be, I think, like a senior vice president, a guy who used to work for for Disney, and all this stuff. And they're trying to break into the big India market, but it's like, like they're they're talented people from India. I'm sure that could wrestle, or they're like at the very least, you could give this guy like two wins. That's the thing. Everything about this is dumb. Not just that it's Jinder Mahal, who is objectively not a good wrestler and not a particularly good talker, not really good at anything except dieting, apparently. And, and, concuss- and concussing people. Oh, he's very good at that. He's very good at punching people in the head as hard as he can. And uh, yeah, so, and then on the other hand, it's like, okay, so he's, uh, he's also Indian. And that so that those are your if if the arguments for this are, well, he's we gotta we gotta push this guy because we need him for a certain market. Okay, just have him get some wins. Have him beat Mojo Raleigh and Sin Cara and guys like that, and make him a you know a featured star for a while, and maybe you can build him up for like a U.S. title match or something. Just all of a sudden throwing him in a world title match. It was just dumb, man. Like that's <laughs> that's all I got. It was dumb. Closest, Every part of it. 
the closest comparison I can come to, or like when they tried to have our truth headline, headline that one pay-per-view with John Cena, or when one week all of a sudden Jack Swagger won money in the bank, and then the next week he was on uh, on Raw or SmackDown, probably SmackDown, uh, wearing a suit as the world champion after he cashed in money in the bank. Like, But even those guys, I feel like, were pushed a little bit more than... I mean, they occasionally won matches on TV. They were not out-and-out job guys. Yeah, that's very very strange. Very strange. I yeah, this I, I think they think, oh, he got some heat this week. Uh from that, you know, from that wrestling podcast. Uh at least he got some heat. Uh so we, we can <laughs> we, we can capitalize on that. Um obviously I'm kidding about uh you know, us being the source of that. But I'm not kidding about the fact that they're aware that he got some heat this week, and they think it's the good kind of heat. Um, it's not. Spoiler, it's not. Uh, but hey, it doesn't matter anymore, and everything's uh, meaningless. It's the wrestling business <laughs> in 2017. Like they're they're not trying to sell pay per views anymore, and no one's going to probably drop the network or buy it for that reason, for that matter, uh, because Jinder Mahal is in a title match on a show in the middle of May. So I mean, all. I- all I can really assume, and it's kind of been pushed that way on the SmackDown television show, AJ and Owens has to be the main event of that show. Like, they've got to, that's got to be going on last. It's been pushed pretty heavily as, like, the top program on the show. Obviously, Ray's been, uh, Randy Orton's been kind of in this weird spot where he's going to have this match with Bray Wyatt, which is apparently no longer a title match. And, uh, and then, and then he's going to wrestle uh, Jinder. So I have to assume that like Randy and Jinder is going to be like a five minute match that goes on like fourth. And then like AJ and Owens is the main event of that show. But that doesn't, you could put anybody, if you want to have, if you want AJ and Owens to be the main event, it's like, okay, well we want to have Randy beat like a mid Carter. Again, there are like a thousand better options. A thousand. Does that sound right? A thousand better options. Probably. I don't know how many active professional wrestlers there are on, on the globe, but <laughs> it's like what? Like they, they, they had something there with him and Harper, and those guys had a really good match a couple months ago, and now Harper's like a man without a country, and like you, those guys could, you know, those guys could have a, you know, it doesn't have to be the big blood feud or whatever. It could just be if you just want to do a one-off title match with a, you know, a big imposing guy for Randy Orton to beat so he can conquer a, you know an impressive looking guy you've got, I mean, that's, that's what Luke Harper's role should be right now. Um, if you're not, if you don't have any plans to seriously push him, he should be a guy who, who works with those main eventers. Cause he's, you know, that's the other thing too. There's people that go, Oh, you just don't like him because he's got a great physique and he's not an indie guy. It's like, so your argument is that there's no man in professional wrestling that has both a good physique and is a good wrestler. Because that's that's not true. So any argument that's like, oh, they didn't have any choice, their hands are tied, or in any way trying to go like, oh, no, this is a good thing. It's like, no, it's just dumb, man. It's just dumb, dumb, dumb. Everything about it is dumb. Well, other than uh, Ginger, what did you think of SmackDown this week? It's a show that I did not see this week. Uh, <laughs> I'll be perfectly honest with you. I turned it off when he won. All right. Well, I will. Uh... <laughs> I'm aware of what happened. Uh, uh, there, 
Kevin Owens is doing like an open challenge thing, except he's be- beating like local local dorks. Um, so just a just a theory. This isn't a hashtag scoops, but I think so. He's doing his version of the U.S. title open challenge. They're gonna seen as that's his that's seen as program when he comes back because they're gonna do him and Owens for the U.S. title. I bet. Monday Night Raw this week, they did the old exploding ring angle. I was in attendance live the last time they did this in San Antonio in 2011. It's the third time they've done it over the last 14 years, every time with Big Show. Uh, what do you think of the uh, the main event angle there on Raw? It's one of those things, it's always going to work. Um, you know, people went crazy for it. Uh, my thought is kind of... Uh, it's tough to repeat such an iconic uh, moment, you know, when they first did that with Brock and Big Show. But it's it worked. People loved it. It was, and it's kind of one of those things after you have a guy tip over and, you know, p- push over an ambulance and do all this crazy stuff, um, you have to do something equally as crazy to keep keep the momentum up. So, all right, let's break the ring. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where they go next week. Uh, as uh, one of our Twitter followers suggested, maybe he could just pick the ring up and like flip it upside down or something. I don't know. Um, I don't. Sure. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where you. Well, like, they're doing a very good job, which speaks to maybe what wrestling has become. <laughs> in that this very basic push, it's a big dude who never really who is you know, never really loses and is pushed as invincible. And what a shock, Ethan. The guy's getting super over. <laughs> He's getting super over to get fed to Roman again, but yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's, but it's like, do you remember, like, there was a conference call, like, a couple months ago, and, like, and I know, like, I don't know that Triple H really believes that because I'd like to think he's smarter than that, but he's given the, the, the company line about, oh, well, you just can't have a main event you know, superhero baby face ever again. They're always going to, you know, it's just never going to happen again. It'll, you know, guy, people just want to boo the, the hero now. It's like, no, they just want, like, a guy who's invincible and he's not out there trying to be The Rock in 2000 and he's not out there cracking jokes and being silly. They just want a dude who's going to come out and kick a bunch of, you know, beat up everybody do some crazy wacky feats of strength or some other, you know, like for Austin, it wasn't feats of strength. It was, you know, driving random vehicles out to torture Vince McMahon with like, they just want a guy who is pushed. Like he is the baddest dude on the planet and nobody's going to F with him. And that's what they got with Braun right now. And no, as you know, we joked about last week, Oh, is Braun the guy? I don't think he's the guy, but like you're trying to build him up for Brock Lesnar or, <laughs> Or at least you, that's what they teased on the um, on the Raw after Mania. It's like, yeah, that, you just do this stuff, and you make you do all this crazy stuff, and you make him look like an unbeatable monster, and the guy's super over again. Because that's, I mean, we talked about that I think on our some of our pre WrestleMania shows about how much steam he lost after the Roman loss. It's like, okay, now they've built him back up again. It's like, are they just gonna feed him to Roman again? <laughs> Or are they going to at least wait until after Brock has beaten him for Rowan to get his win back? Uh, it seems like Brock's the plan. So, the, you know, he'll be fed to Brock first and then probably Roman on the way back down. But 
uh, unless you know unless they move they move them. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I agree. I agree with everything you said there. They're doing they're doing a really good job. Really good job with Braun Strowman of all people. Um, the tag program there, the Hardys and Cesaro and Sheamus are doing. What was Sheamus wearing this week? I, <laughs> <laughs> the kilt. Yeah, he had like a kilt and in his like his new, you know, the new coming up next graphic uh, still headshot. There, he's wearing a tuxedo. Like, like what? <laughs> well, now wrestling. now they both do the quick change gimmick on the way to the ring. Ugh. Now that wrestling fashion, wrestling fashion. Well, now they both know that you can wear stripper clothes when you're not stripping. So you know, it's, <laughs> it's exciting. I'm I'm happy for them. Uh, that is that program. Uh, Alexa Bliss became the number one contender to the Raw Women's Championship. Alexa and Bailey. Uh, that's an interesting match, isn't it? Is it? Is it? I don't know. I'm probably bad. <laughs> probably bad judge of this this Dude, week. Dude, I'm I'm so excited that we're not gonna have to watch Bailey wrestle either Charlotte or Nia Jax at the show. I I would have taken anyone, pretty much anyone else. So. Very clearly, at some point down the line, we're going to get that uh, Sasha and Bailey thing. They've been teasing it. They're going to keep teasing it. Um, Bailey's wrestling with, for the title in her hometown uh, at this next pay-per-view. That generally spills, spells ill, but uh, we'll see. But, I mean, yeah, it's one of those things. It wasn't a very particularly good match, but, uh, but uh, it helped. I think that Alexa was in her hometown. So people were really into her and were really into her winning. Um, maybe that's not what you want when she's supposed to be the heel, but <laughs> at least for that night, it got it got a crowd that wasn't necessarily very into a lot of stuff. Um, they got they at least were making noise. As oh, they, they were dead silent for most of the match, but they did pop big for the finish. So I don't know. <laughs> Entra- I mean, that's what else is new? Entrances and finishes, and a lot of sitting on your hands in between. But uh, yeah. I like. I mean, Alexa. I mean, I. I don't. I don't want to steal your Foley thunder here, but uh, <laughs> uh, you know, Alexa's Alexa's such a great talker. She's a great character, and you know that kind of mean girl, uh, you know, stuck up, pretty girl who knows, you know, who's just mean to everyone, going against, you know, the ultimate baby face, nice girl, high fiving, hugging baby face like that's 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 a really natural easy feud to 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 book now if they make them shoehorn in 500 catchphrases and michael if michael cole says five feet of fury one more time i might break my television but um you know if they just kind of let this play out somewhat naturally based on who these two characters are it should be fun and on uh, SmackDown next week, as we continue to talk about women's wrestling, because we're just going to talk about that for the rest of the show, I guess, in some form or fashion. Uh, <laughs> Naomi and Charlotte for the SmackDown women's title next week. It, w- it was nice knowing you, Naomi. <laughs> yeah. What a great, what a great moment she got, Mr. Champion. Oh. She got, oh. she got the title at that random February show, and then had to drop it, and then they just gave it back to her WrestleMania, and she's going to have it for two weeks. Three weeks, however long. And she's just starting to get a little bit over. <laughs> a little yeah. bit. I was so getting yep. used to like a baby face that was like nice and happy and 
like seemed very genuine in her promos and stuff. Um, like I, I don't know. I I guess you you do a rematch. So let's just assume for you know because we're smart that Charlotte's going to win the belt, and then you do a rematch, <laughs> and then the next show you'd go to like SmackDown doesn't have a lot of like a lot of babyface women. Nothing like, jump, nothing jumps out at you, right? I mean, you could do Charlotte and Becky, but I feel like I saw that match three hundred times last year, so I don't know. I'm not jumping at the at the chance to see that over again. But I guess you can do that, and you've got Lana debuting somewhere down the road. But oh. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't pay that girl to wrestle. Um, <laughs> that sounds more lewd than I meant it to. I'm sorry. <laughs> what would you pay her for? Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm stealing your thunder. Uh, <laughs> All right. Wait a minute. <laughs> hang on. Um, I've lost my train of thought here. Uh, it's so <laughs> difficult to talk about women. It is. Uh, Mike Bennett <laughs> Mike Bennett, and Maria Kanellis are apparently uh, on their way to WWE, either NXT or SmackDown Live. Which do you think would be a better fit? And uh, I think we've mused on this show before our thoughts on that act. I think it's a main event act. You think Maria's a main event act. Uh, But do you see it more as a fit on NXT or SmackDown as the rumors uh, are swirling? And uh, do you have a preference? Um, My preference would be just Maria comes, I guess. But um, no, it's funny. No, the main event act version of that of that is what the Miz and Maurice did on SmackDown for most of last year. That's the main event version of that act, I think. Um it helps when both when both of the people in the act are good. Um Oh man. That's not fair. Mike Bennett seems like a lovely fellow. Um and he's perfectly competent and he's was fun he was fun in the tag team in ROH and the in the original kingdom. But like Mark, Mike Bennett is a solo guy. Like he's not particularly big, and he's not. He just he just looks. I've watched a couple episodes of TNA with him in it, and he's just he's just like a guy. He has that same haircut that every guy every guy in the world has now, where you shave the sides of your head and then grow it long and put it in like a ponytail. And it's like he just looks generic. Um, his wife's a very good talker, so that'll help him. I mean it. You know, when Rusev started in WWE or in NXT, he wasn't ready for, for primetime necessarily. And then they put him with the right manager. And that, that is the power of a good manager. So, you know, joking aside, I wish, wish, wish nothing but the best for him. I think, I think you should probably put him in NXT at least for a couple of months just because I think that's the kind of act that will work better on a smaller stage, at least at the start. Um, but yeah, either way it's, you know, again, I'd, I'd much rather see Mike Bennett wrestling on my television than say Jinder Mahal and Eric Rowan. So yeah, bring, bring, bring on Mike. If, uh, if it means less really bad people uh, on the show, then great. And, you know, like I said, uh, a good manager can make up for a lot of shortcomings when it comes to wrestling. That's how managers are supposed to work which they've forgotten despite the fact that most of the managers they use in the modern era are awesome. So hopefully it works out for them as well. 
uh, you made a good point there. It seems a little bit weird to bring that act onto the main roster when you kind of already have another couple doing that act on the main roster. But uh, I don't know. That's why there's a brand split and why there's developmental territory. So it's not a developmental territory. So uh, I suppose uh, NXT makes more the most sense to me, but um happy for those people. And uh, let's see. That's probably about it this week. I don't think there's anything else that um, um, you need to necessarily get to, uh, right? Well, I mean, there's, there's one bit of news that I think we sh- we should probably discuss. Um, oh, oh! Someone on our on our staff uh, here at TWL. Uh, I'll just do by process of elimination. It's not me. It's not Chip the intern who is still on the thinnest device for the record. Um, so whoever's left, which in this three man team, that's not me and not chip, the intern, uh, recently is uh, recently admitted to paying a lot of money, uh, to go meet Sasha Banks in New Jersey. Now this person lives in Baltimore. So not only are they going to drive like a really long time, they also paid a minimum do you want me to? Does this person want me to use the actual figure, or just leave it general? Um, for legal reasons, we should probably leave it general. They paid more money than someone should pay for what they're getting out of this to go meet <laughs> Sasha Banks at a comic book store or a hobby shop or whatever it is in New Jersey. Um. Ethan, do you have any insight as to why someone would choose to do this with their lives? And <laughs> and what, what this person might expect his colleagues, his co-workers, his, bro- his family to think of a man who would make this decision? <laughs> all right. First of all, this is, it's a little bit closer to home. <laughs> <laughs> then I thought it might. Oh, this stings. It stings. Oh. First of all, let me just say this is um this is no ordinary comic book or memorabilia shop. This this is Adventureland. All right. And uh Do you also want to note that uh Jay is a family guy? <laughs> yes, I probably should. Please, anything to, to take the heat off of me here. Um, look, I, I, there's a short list of people that I would pay to meet um, uh, before the racial unpleasantness. Hulk Hogan. Would have... <laughs> Hulk, Hulk Hogan. That's Hulk... one way to phrase that. <laughs> well, Hulk Hogan would have been on that list. Uh, Sean, <laughs> before the blatant racism, uh, Hulk Hogan would have been on that list. <laughs> the racial unpleasantness. <laughs> Sounds like how a deep South governor describes the Civil War. There is some racial unpleasantness. Uh, uh, I'm going to have another sip of my mint julep. <laughs> I declare. <laughs> who won the Masters this year? Was it that Spanish fella? <laughs> What's his name, Sergio? <laughs> Why don't you? We'll allow you into our club while we put place this here. We need to dress you properly before we can <laughs> let you into our club. 
um oh we found a new character <laughs> i'm a southern man <laughs> before all the racial unpleasantness i would have, i would have paid a large sum of money to have a photo op uh with with hulk hogan i paid a uh i paid a sum of money uh to get a photo op and an autograph item from Shawn michaels um I'm paying, uh, for me, a, a lot of money uh, for a photo op and an autograph uh, for, with uh, Sasha Banks. Uh, and I have to drive over two hours uh, <laughs> to, to, get, to get there. I don't know. Look, as for, as for what people think of me, what my, fa- <laughs> what my family thinks of me, look, to, to a certain degree, it's like, Okay, I cr- I look. I'm so far over that. <laughs> like, you you you're you're asking like, what would a human being with dignity? What would what would their response be to like people thinking that they're a creep of some kind? Or is it like, it's like I'm so far beyond having any kind of dignity. Like. That ship sailed a long time ago. Uh, like, I, I, know, I know why I'm doing it. And it's because this is my favorite wrestler. And I, I never grew up. I'm, thir- I'm going to be 33 years old this summer. <laughs> I know it's weird. I know it's creepy. I never grew out of this stuff. It's like, I still have a favorite wrestler. I, I, am, I have been published. I'm a, I've been a published entertainment writer. In nine newspapers, <laughs> I I I have a fair like I've for, I've come from nothing and I <laughs> and I'm still and I'm still there. I I never grew out of it. I never grew out of it. I don't. This took a dark turn. <laughs> like I don't know how to explain this with any. There is no dignity here. <laughs> I have I have no dignity. My self-respect is gone. My skin crawls when I when I talk about this. I have nothing to. I have no excuse. <sighs> but but I'm very much looking forward to it. Well, well, that's that's great. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm crying, <laughs> so I think that's that's a good cue to wrap up the show. <laughs> All right. Well. Uh, there may not be a show next week because my my schedule is screwy uh, in the week, in the days leading up to uh, this photo op. But I can guarantee you, that the, in the week after, there will be a show for the ages, where I I, I fully expect to be ridiculed uh, for forty five minutes plus as, as I recount as I recount that story, and we'll uh, and we'll recap the payback show, I guess. Uh, <laughs> That's coming up in two weeks. No show next week. Uh, until uh, next time, I'm Ethan. And I have never laughed as hard as I just did. And we'll be back. Uh, you can, well, Liam will be active on Twitter always, but we'll be back with our next edition of this show very soon and with more stories from the wrestling life. Goodbye.
This episode of The Wrestling Life is brought to you by Onnit, onnit.com, and their new mood supplement. New mood is great for unwinding after a long day at work or helping erase occasional daily stresses. New mood is like a deep breath and a smile in a bottle. You can check out New Mood or any of Onnit's great supplements at onnit.com. Click through the link on our Twitter page or in the iTunes description of this episode. Thanks for listening to The Wrestling Life, a part of the Elite Podcast Network at obpapparel.com. For other podcasts like this, head to obpapparel.com. The Wrestling Life is brought to you by OBP Apparel. For Baltimore's best local sports gear, head to obpapparel.com. Whether it's baseball or football season, we've got you covered with Baltimore's best local sports gear. That's obpapparel.com. Thanks for listening to The Wrestling Life, a part of the Elite Podcast Network at obpapparel.com. Be sure to go and subscribe to us on iTunes. Just search for The Wrestling Life on the iTunes store. Make sure you leave a review and tell us how we're doing. Also, be sure to follow the guys on Twitter at TWL underscore podcast for live tweets during wrestling events and other hilarity throughout the week. That's at TWL underscore podcast. Now back to the guys. How are you? I'm okay. How are you? Uh, my body is attacking me from within, but other than that, it's going great. Fine. Fine. I can't. I can't eat gummy bears anymore. <laughs> Apparently, they have an they have an artificial sweetener in them called sorbitol, which I have a horrific reaction to. Who knew? <laughs> can't handle those spicy gummy bears. <laughs> you turn 30 and gummy bears are too exciting for your tummy. <laughs> I have to eat bran now exclusively. <laughs> I hope I you didn't s- take that personally. <laughs> no. I To take it personally, I would have to have an ounce of dignity or self-respect. <laughs> It's like I don't care. It's like clearly, clearly, I deserve all of this. <laughs> it's like, uh, and I know, I know, it's not mean. Sp- it's not. It's not mean based. You know, <laughs> you're just playing a trick, <laughs> right? It's not mean based, like Jimmy Kimmel's humor. <laughs> oh, well, I'm glad. If as long as you're happy when it's all over, that's that's all that matters. I will be happy if I, if I... All right. You don't get arrested. <laughs> I think I think that's probably a best case scenario. Uh, oh, no. I would love... I would love 30... Just... I would like the, the little... The little moment of actual conversation. It's just a brief moment. It's like I got it with Roddy Piper. Got it with Bret Hart. I kind of didn't get it with Sean. And that made that experience... Uh, while cool and fine, 
uh, and worth it. Not everything that I wanted it to be. And I just, I don't know. I would just like 30 seconds to say, hey, congratulations on all your success. Uh, you're my favorite wrestler. Uh, keep on keeping on. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's... <laughs> It's fine. It's just the ridiculousness of how you're going about this. <laughs> uh, look, man, it's you're an adult, and you, you get to do whatever you want to do when you're an adult. And, you know, no one gets to tell you what to spend your money on or when you should feel shame or when or when not to grow a beard. Like, nothing... <laughs> These are all lessons that our uncle taught us. That's right. Uh, so that's just <laughs> you just keep on keeping on, as the song says. <laughs> I try to keep on keeping on.